It's happening. Hey, Greg. We made it. Very good, my friend. Welcome, everybody. This is the first episode of your brother's podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Greg Rupp. Greg, how are you, man? I'm very good. I'm glad to be your first guest and to uh, get this party started. Yeah, man. Okay, so um, so first of all, uh, of course, many people will not know who you are. And uh, I would like just to have uh, a little background of uh, what are you doing with your coaching, uh, why you decided to become a coach, why are you interested in uh, self-development, and uh, yeah, just start uh, from where you start, uh, where we want to start. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, long story short, I, um, I, I was into MMA, so basically cage fighting, and cage fighting got me out of trouble, ironically. It gave me a, a sense of purpose and uh, of some like a greater accomplishment, you know, something something that was bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, I uh, got to know people, and uh, I was struggling through school. I always had difficulty with uh, just um, basically, you know, mainstream education. Yeah. And um, so through that struggle, um, I started to think about what what passion I had passion about and what interest I had and uh, I always liked weightlifting and training and um, it seemed like a very good idea I got an opportunity through a mentor to uh, just start I was very fortunate to have uh, this person put their trust in me because mm-hmm. at that time I was not the most mature and stable person so how and, old were you uh, at the time so I did my first course when I was 20, and uh-huh. um, a few months later, then at 21, um, we there, there was a new gym that opened, and um, I had the opportunity to start coaching people. And nice. so um, it's been six and a half years, and uh, a lot of struggle, a lot of, uh, you know, the... the looking at yourself in the mirror and um, trying to figure out what you can do better. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm in a good place right now and uh, I'm having fun and I just feel like, uh, yeah, I'm in a good position to be able to help people and um, through that journey, continue to work on myself. That's uh, very interesting uh, what, you know, uh, what you said firstly about mixed martial arts because I had the same experience. Um, so about maybe yeah from 2013 2016 i was i was doing a lot of party and i think uh, you and i have met a couple times in those <laughs> raves and uh yeah we know this uh, this kind of lifestyle is a slippery slope so uh, at one point life threw me uh something in the face and i had to to turn around and uh for me too martial arts helped me a lot get back on track get my health back uh, and even though I don't practice them anymore right now, I still go to the gym. And it seems that the physical activity uh, makes a big difference in the overall um, mental health, uh, physical health, of course, confidence. So, yeah. So tell me maybe when you first start being a coach, um, tell me something that was maybe more challenging. Like you, you don't have experience. You try to, to connect with people. And I think for you, it was, it was firstly for uh, fitness, right? Yeah. So um, it's, a, it's a tough industry. There's, there's a lot of people that want to be a coach or want to be a personal trainer. And um, it, the, the market is, is somewhat saturated. So it's yeah, about, I think in my opinion, it's about creating relationships with the people you meet. And mm. really being able to relate with them, putting yourself in their shoes and yeah. trying to understand their perspective of what they're going through. And then being able to install the right game plan, the right strategies in order to make them progress. Because that's mm. what they're looking for. You're basically, you know, you're selling work. So in order to sell work, uh, somebody you you really need to make sure that you understand their motivations and uh, what got them into your office or what got them to message you 
And um, from that point on, you can, um, you know, build on that relationship and try to um, make these people progress in any which fashion, you know. But it all starts from that desire, that desire to change. Yeah. So, and uh, if yeah. you, for example, so here we are, uh, beginning of 2019, and it's January And um, I wrote an, artic an article about it, but some people have this uh, January gym syndrome. And it, it means like you join a gym, you start something, everything is exciting. You pay even more for a personal trainer. You buy a new gym gear. You're so cool. Oh, yeah, I can do this. I will lose 20 pounds this year or in six months. And then uh, in February, yeah. in they two start weeks. To, to... Yeah, in two weeks, exactly, <laughs> brother. In two weeks. So maybe... Um, to help those people who have some New Year's resolutions, but they don't know how to stick to it. So in your coach experience, what would be maybe a couple things or one major thing that how can they connect this fitness journey to what is really important to them, how they can make it more emotional so they stick to it and not bail out after two weeks? Yeah. So I, I think one word that comes to mind is honesty. They, they really need to be able to be brutally honest with themselves as, like, what got you here, you know? Um, and, and then just laying down the, the groundwork would be finding goals, you know, finding legitimate goals that will help you progress. Um, as you stated, you know, so many people come into this kind of like, it's like a frenzy, right? It's almost like they're in a, in French we would say a mani, you know, they're just disconnected with reality yeah. and they, they are, you know, they like show up dancing or something like that. <laughs> yeah, know, so mani is mania, mania. Mania, yeah, yeah so exactly. they're, they're in this kind of mania or frenzy. And they're not really, they don't have both feet on the ground. So if you, you want to walk in a straight line, I think you need both feet on the ground and you need to be honest with yourself. What is it you want? And um, understand that working out is something extremely complex. It's something that is beautiful because you're trying to create change in your body. You know, you're trying to make a better version of yourself. To masterpiece, and right? Something, yeah, something along those lines, like a body of work. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think the, the human body is beautiful, but oftentimes we don't, we don't treat our body as a temple. So somebody should, you, you should find somebody that you can work with, that you ha can put your trust in and as I said earlier, develop this relationship that, that is durable. Because motivation is something that is, you know, it can be short and sweet. Because when life puts obstacles in front of you, this motivation oftentimes suffers a great deal. And so you, having willpower basically on call, you, you need to have your shit together. So... Mm -hmm. I think if in, in a situation like that, you need to find the right people and uh, try to cut the negativity, you know, give yourself a chance. And what I mean by that is tossing negative people aside, people that say, oh, you're okay like this, uh, you can, um, you know, eat whatever you want every now and then. Well, you know, some people, they, they rather... Uh, tell you some shitty advice because it's easier for them to actually keep doing what they're doing, which it, it might be wrong, you know? Mm. So um, I don't know if I was point. very clear with that, but... Well, this, this brings me to something... Have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This uh, brings me to something very important. Uh, I think you touched something here about uh, the average of yeah, your social circle. Like, this is so crucial and... I would say, especially for people who wants to change their health. So maybe it has, uh, they had some addictions in the past, some uh, troubles with the, with the food. Um, and yeah, you realize 
who are you hanging out on a Friday night, on a Saturday night, on a Sunday night? Very easy to see the correlation. When I was training martial arts, you just, you want to go to bed early. You want to wake up. You want to go to the gym again. Of course, I'm not saying I regret anything from the, from the rave years. It's just a learning experience. But over time, you just know this is not a sustainable way to live your life. And something I can share too is when you truly find something inspiring for you, you your uh, desire for those quick fixes, those dopamine high will sh- vastly diminished. They will become, I couldn't say non-existent because maybe that's not realistic with all social media and everything. But overall, somebody who is inspired by his, his purpose, his mission, his goals, will be able to see on the longer term. And uh, for example, I've been training fitness since 2011. And you know what? Right now, I'm a bit skinnier. I'm a bit slimmer than I was before. But I walk a lot. Uh, I go in the nature. I enjoy my life. And I think it's also good. Maybe you can uh, add something about it, uh, Greg. Like being okay with who you are now, like your current weight. And it's okay, it will take some time. And no matter if you want to lose weight or gain muscle, if you're not okay with who you are now, you'll not be able to get where you want to go. Like there's some kind of moment present, but future building at the same time. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you, you, you need to accept where you are at. Because so many people, they're kind of delusional when it comes to where they're actually situated. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a little bit in fantasy land you know mm-hmm. so it comes back to what I was saying earlier but so yeah first part would be definitely accepting and then um, as you said earlier the, the desires you know what, what gets you up in the morning what gets like, what, what gets you fired up you know and I think that's something that you can build upon you know first first it's gonna hurt a little bit because you're kind of like hey listen i've been a lazy piece of shit for <laughs> a long time yeah and i haven't been doing my best i've been you know uh working on excuses more than results um but once that's taken care of well then y- y- you can definitely uh access these um these powerful tools that helps you, um, you, you know, work on yourself uh, quite simply. And um, once you start having legitimate results, um, then it's much easier to, uh, to just keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. The so, momentum, um, the, the foundation, the momentum is, uh, you think is very crucial. Like those first few months of like good uh good work whatever you're trying to do now we're speaking more about fitness but this i guess people will understand it can be applied to anything in life not just fitness so just getting this first wheel down on the ground and just turning this of course it takes momentum it takes uh it's a A lot of energy but once once it's rolling then then things start placing themselves it becomes much more organic, you know. It becomes natural. That's a good it's point. It's not a That's foreign a thought anymore. It's not a fantasy. It's actually something you're really doing. Yeah. 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 About. Um, okay, and that's that. Bring me to something. So we had a question uh, on Facebook uh, from one of her friends. So I think it can relate easily now. So in our era, uh, in our era of social media and like. Everybody puts always the best uh, pictures, their best image of themselves, what they look like, what they're, what they're living, dreaming. And so the question was, how can we be happy for others instead of being jealous? Because we know, we know it's always the positive online. So how to deal with this? How maybe with your own experience with your Instagram or uh, your Facebook and your traveling too? So maybe let's start on this. I like I, I can do my mea culpa in a sense that I think for the longest time I was also a hater, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I was 
hating on people that were m more popular than me on, on social media and whatsoever and saying, you, you know, fi finding excuses basically yeah. to uh, not have my shit together and uh, not take care of business. Uh, you, you know, I, I think you, fundamentally, if you have a healthy image of yourself, uh, it's much easier to then be happy for others because you come from a, a good place. Oh, um, that's good, my friend. Keep going. You're, you're not, you know, you're not sour, you're not bitter. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, if you, uh, you've been, you know, you're, you're lost and you're without purpose, then it's much easier to kind of like let your ego take control and then uh, find what's wrong with other people. It's, it's a very, it's a, once again, a slippery slope that once you're down in it, then you spend your time looking at what others are doing instead of focusing on your own stuff. And Ooh, yeah. uh, it's basically, it's a bad pitfall because you can stay there for a long time and uh, next thing you know, you've woken up and you're, you're filled with regret because you, you've realized that you're spending your time on others and you know what? It, it, at the end of the day, the positive brings positive. And so if you're just basically in, in a negative state of mind, well, then you're going to stay there. So, yeah, take care of you. That, that's my advice, you know. That's a Focus very good. on you and w how you can be happier. What, what would make you a better person? And uh, after that, well, basically, you know, this, this is attractive to others because a lot of us are lost, you know. Uh, we all have our, our difficult past and our life story that has, you know, made who we are. But when you are coming from a good place and you take the time to, uh, you know, have a, a clear message like you're doing with this podcast, for example, then it's very inspiring and you can help uplift people rather than, you know, just just be a, a hater and uh, spread negativity. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, so my view on this, how to be happy for others instead of being jealous, I would say, first of all, realize what is important for you. Um, give me an example. Like for me, my love relationship is my number one high, it's my highest value. I will prioritize this over anything. And uh, if I compare myself with, for example, fitness people like you uh, or, or other on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, I want this body, I don't have it, but I don't realize all the other sacrifices like about cooking and other things that I'm not ready to do, like, because I hate cooking. I. <laughs> I don't like to do it. I don't count calories. I will not do it. So it's about having realistic expectations of what you're ready to do on such uncertain goals and then do it and be okay with it. But um, yeah, the other side, when you see somebody who looks oh so happy, oh so beautiful, oh so perfectly rich and everything, what you don't see necessarily is the downside of that. And, for example, you see a rich man, you see uh, Dan Bilzerian or whoever has this lifestyle that you dream about. Okay, how is his love relationship? How is his, um, his health truly or anything like that? For me, I will, not change my, I will not trade my love relationship or my health for any amount of wealth in the world. For me, this is so important. Of course, you can build everything from a safe from a from a good place from a good health but you have to see the both sides you have to break the fantasy that is so often seen on social media right i like what you're saying you know that there is always this hidden side you know we have a saying in french which means that you know there's there's always two sides of the metal always yeah. so uh, and we, we don't always have access to the, the other side. We, we only see the, you know, what people want us to see. Mm -hmm. And so it, it takes time and, uh, you know, to, to really 
try to fully comprehend the situation. And oftentimes we just like to generalize. And uh, that's an easy pitfall because we, 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 find, we find negative generalizations instead of positive ones, instead of, uh, you know, a more complete understanding that, you know, social media puts a lot of pressure on us to perform and be at our best. And um, it can be a heavy burden because it becomes basically a, a type of dependency, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that dopamine rush you were addressing earlier of just, uh, you know, you follow people and you're like, hey, I would be really happy if I was like them. Well, uh-huh. as you were saying, maybe not, you know, maybe not, listen, maybe not. If you listen to Dan Bilzerian talking about like his journey, like he's like, he doesn't have much left to do. And so yeah. much of that purpose is about um, growth, you know, that about the uh, accepting the journey. But what happens when, you, when you've made it? You know, what's left now? So uh, it, it's a different set of challenges. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. And uh, oh, that's, that leads to uh, what, I, what I want to bring now is... Um, For example, those professional athletes, they have an amazing career, they have everything, and then guess what? It's done. They, they retire, they have a big injury or whatever. And their party is over. The party is over. You're facing yeah. something now. The reality is like you have to find a second purpose. How to do that? How to find what you really want in the second part of your life? And this doesn't, it doesn't always happen to professional athletes. It can be, I don't know, uh, mom at home. She, she's finally ready to get back to work or she can do uh, anybody else, a student graduating. Now, finally, the program is not right. There's always turnarounds in life, but it's how you react to this and how you can build yourself a toolbox to be able to face those situations. And I think this is maybe, um, it is something you need to learn over time. There are some resources. There are some people, uh, of course, there's some people like you and I, we can help people with that. But um Yeah, being able to start afresh, start new. Um, I would like to know maybe your opinion, your, your experience. How does traveling has helped you change your life? Like in your uh, specific moments in life, you decide to go abroad. I, re- I remember some travel uh, stories you told me. I did the same. So maybe let's talk about this a bit because some people might be interested in starting something new, but not just new in their native country, new in like, Exploring the world, learning a language. Yes, uh, of course. Just, yeah, go ahead. Well, listen, maybe my, my story is not as intense as yours, you know, of really completely moving. Like, I'm still in my hometown at the moment. But my traveling experiences, well, listen, my first time really leaving the country was I, I went to Thailand and um, had been thinking about going there for the longest time, you know, basically since I was, I turned 18, I, I wanted to go and um, I lost my sister, you know, she, she died uh, of a drug overdose and it was a very hard time for me. I had to accept a lot of things that this relationship had been suffering for so long and this person had basically, you know, uh, let the devil in, in a sense uh, take take her soul, you know, but now mm-hmm. she is free. And um, for me, traveling was, as you said, a fresh start, uh, an opportunity for me to get lost, in a sense, and then to find myself and to really connect with my, my true core values um, and to understand and accept that I wasn't living my life to its fullest potential which is, you know, it's a, a very powerful question to, you, to ask yourself is like, you know, how, if you were at your best for the, a long period of time, where would you be at? Well, you probably wouldn't be where you are right now. You know, Ooh, that's powerful. You, yeah. Yeah. You, you would, <laughs> you would have, you, you would be somewhere else. And so traveling, I think is in a sense, a really good way to get rid of social conditioning And the, the, basically, when you are living your life 
in one particular way, you're almost like in a cast, you know? It's mm-hmm. hard for you to truly be free and to explore what's actually possible. But when you leave this and you're just yourself with a backpack and you're in a totally different environment, well, then you start to get rid of this, this cast, in a sense. You break free. And um, you, you, you are now solely responsible for yourself. You, you don't have any to blame when you fuck up, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, just a quick story. Like, uh, I was traveling in Thailand in day five. I, uh, I, I rented a scooter. I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to learn fucking drive a motorcycle right now. And uh, <laughs> I, I fucked up, okay? I fell on my arm and basically, you know, it was, it was bad. We can't put it any other way. It was bad. And on top of it being really bad, like, imagine a grenade going through your arm, basically. Uh, then I, I got it clean, but I didn't go to the hospital. I was in, a, you know, magic land thinking, it's going to be okay. We cleaned it. It hurt so much cleaning it. It was, it was pretty intense. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then the, it got infected. So, uh, listen, I had to go to the hospital 13 times every day. I was in the hospital Wow. And uh, the doctors were in my arm cleaning it, and it, it was not pretty at all. Jesus and, uh, Christ. It was, it was a little bit wild, you know, but I kept traveling, and I was like, I tried to find the positive. There wasn't much except uh, take better decisions, my man, because if you are not for, how can I see this? If you are not connected to your true self, then... Uh, Life finds a way of, of showing you the hard way, you know? Yeah, actually, that's a, the humbling down, right? The, like, you were yeah. a bit cocky. You were like, oh, I can do anything. I'm Superman. I mean, and guess what? What happened? Oh, of course, you will fall. You'll... And this is quite common. I think many people will relate to that uh, at any point in their life. They're like, oh, I have a new job. I have this new salary. I have this new this, this new car. And then, boom, something happened, an accident, a crash, and then what the hell happened? Yeah, it was time to take a break. It was time to realize, where is my actual level right now? Who do I, do I think I am? Am I really as superior as I think I am? No, I'm not. I'm human. I have my weaknesses. I have things to work on. And if I don't take care of it, well, guess what? I'm now at this place. You were alone in Thailand. And like, of course, you, you need help. <laughs> you need help. You had to find yourself your own way to do it. And tell me, Greg, at this moment, maybe you're the lowest low of this, uh, this accident, this journey, when you were like suffering, what kept you going? Like, what, how can you uh, maybe talk about your mental process of like, you had your, the brush in your arm and everything. So I'm curious, like in this specific moment, how to stay strong when you face such adversity? Yeah, I think you, you... It's about having faith, you know, um, just believing that things change, you know, nothing ever really stays the same. Mm. Um, so, yeah, accepting that, yeah, you do make mistakes and uh, sometimes it can be quite costly, but there's valuable lessons to be obtained from these costly mistakes. And that things change, you just need to be patient. Um, so developing this, this patience can be a, a really good tool to then move forward and try to not make the same mistakes again. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> wisdom yeah. of life. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you will fuck it up, but hey, you live and you learn and yeah. you, you, you will bounce back. You know, um, so, and, and then just fa- focusing on, like, in my situation, you know, I was, I was in Thailand, you know, I was in paradise, basically. So there was a lot for me to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think no matter where you are, after, you know, maybe stumbling, uh, 
I posted this on Instagram yesterday. It's, it's just funny. It's, you know, it's a little bit nonsense, but even if you even if you fall on your face, you're still moving forward. You know, you're still, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's still no, some movement. There's still something to build upon. Yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. Um, okay, so okay, something else that come to mind right now is like so many people when they come back from traveling. That's the other very important part. When you come back from an amazing country, Thailand, it's exotic, it's beautiful, there's beaches. How to not get depressed to come back to like Quebec and the, the snow and uh, I don't know what some people it's like. brutal. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a great question. Listen, <laughs> like good, my yeah. first trip, I spent all of my money. Like all of it. You know, I had to borrow just money to, like, survive the next two weeks. And um, I had been gone so long. I didn't go about it the smart way. I went about it like, I'm just going to travel. And YOLO. whatever happens, happens. Yeah, YOLO. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't care. Whatever. I'm just leaving. I'm done with this bullshit. Okay. And um, when I came back, it was tough. Like, I was basically starting from scratch. Uh, and I only had my previous experiences and the trust in myself to fall back on. These were like my, my key tools, you know. And uh, you need to, yeah, it comes back to faith, you know. What got you to the dance, you know? What got you here in the first place? And this is something you can build upon. And uh, just accepting the fact that, yes, you are back home, but it's a fresh start. Having this, this mentality of, I have a blank page, you know, like it's a new year right now. Everybody's saying new year, new me, but they're doing the same bullshit. Well, what if you, you, you come back to this situation with a fresh perspective? of what is possible, of this newfound um, open-mindedness, yeah. you know, of not falling back on the same track, mm -hmm. creating a new path for yourself. Uh, and, and I think if you understand what got you there, then it's easier to find new methods to get you to an even better place. Mm. That's so I don't good. know if that makes sense, but yeah. it does. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It, it does, it does. And uh, something that uh, that pops up right now is also when you travel to other countries that have not as much abundance or financial resources, material resources as we have in Canada or USA or most of European countries. Well, in my in my experience right now here in Georgia. I'm faced with people who live with a very short amount of money, daily, weekly, monthly. And no matter when I will come back to visit my family in Canada, because now I'm here long term, but it's just this, this mentality of appreciating everything. And um, for me, it has been a big difference. Just having my apartment, having enough food to eat, having water to take a shower, uh, to drink water and not be sick like a dog. All those little things, it adds up and it makes you feel a lot wealthier than maybe when you were, I don't know, in your hometown, you were complaining about things and not realizing what is actually in place for you. How lucky you are to be in a country where opportunities are abundant and you can do whatever you want. There's no more excuses. If you want to start a business, You can start a business. If you want to start a podcast like I'm doing now, you just take your phone, you download this application, and you start doing it. Like most of the time, people will overanalyze, they will overthink whatever projects they have, and they will stay stuck there. And I think maybe traveling in this case is a good opportunity to get your ass up, take this, take this plane, go see how people are doing, and then if you want to come back, come back. If you don't want to come back, Stay there and keep going. But I think uh, you will become a much more resourceful, plentiful, whole person by doing so. So, 
Yeah, well, definitely. I think you're 100% right. Something you, that you just mentioned that I think we can touch on is just being grateful and how much of a powerful tool that can be when you're in a bad spot. And um, we, we didn't really talk about it, but it's, it's so important because being grateful is basically like a fail stop, you know, to something you can sit back on and then start moving forward, being grateful for what you have. And as you were saying, like us in Canada or just in North America, like we're part of the 1%. But how many people on a daily basis just are grateful for what they have? Mm-hmm. We always want more. We, we, we always want to, to have something else. We're foc- we're, once again, we're focusing on what other people have. Yeah. And maybe some, sometimes these things are unattainable. But what you do have is you do have a roof on top of you. You have water, you know, you have food. And some, when you are traveling, you're put into contact with people that don't have this. They don't yeah. have the same opportunities that you do. Exactly. And so just being grateful is something that can really allow you to then start doing your own shit without hating on others. Yeah. Just, just coming from a place of love, you know, staying connected to your heart. Yeah. And would you agree that also having this attitude will also open many more doors than you will not expect? But for example, you, you have this attitude of gratitude, you live your life this way and then, you develop some kind of charisma, magnetism. People want to spend time with you. They want to know you because you exude this, this vibe of like, thank you so much for being here. There's no, there's no other place I would like to be than here right now with you. And thank you for this, this moment together. I think when you approach people in such way, uh, even if there's a language barrier like me here in Georgia, even if I'm learning two languages, there's still this, uh, this language barrier in some ways, but You know what? When you're there fully present, your heart full of love, you want to help, you want to show who you are. And I think this just opens doors like crazy. And from that, everything is possible, my friend. Yeah, because people definitely, even if there's a language barrier, sense what your vibe is, you know, yeah. on yeah. what is your frequency. And, uh, So it's, I think it's it indeed is quite attractive to find some, to, to be in contact with somebody that is plentiful, you know, that maybe they're not rich in terms of financial wealth, but in terms of just human capacity, they're extremely wealthy. Yeah. And it's, it, it is very attractive and inspiring and You, you want to be, I think, in contact with these types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all over the world, you know. You, you Sometimes you, you, when you get off the beaten path and you leave your household like you are doing, then you, you meet other like-minded individuals. It's yeah. just the law, of attraction, the law of attraction. Life finds a way of putting these interesting unique individuals on your path and uh it's up to you to uh, make the best of it and um and learn from these people as yeah. much as maybe you can bring them something but they can bring something back to you you know absolutely this on, first on change few, yes and the, the beauty of it is, is, is these things happen when you least expect them you know um and you are not, You are without any, how can I say this? You don't have any ill intent. You don't have any uh, expectations. Yeah, exactly. And, and it just comes in the form of a gift, basically. Would you yeah. mind uh, sharing like an example of your, I think you must have like in your traveling, either your recent ones or your past ones. Uh, give me an example of somebody that you, you met that was absolutely awesome. It was not expected. 
and you just had a fantastic time, like a great connection, a great conversation, uh, great anything, just because you were there, present, and ready to to share to share what you have to to share. Yeah, there's just so many people, so many situations like that, but one that comes to mind is uh is my friend Jason. And uh, Jason was like a big brother to me. This is in Quebec. I think this is like six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but this person, I just met them. I met him and it clicked. And um, he was, yeah, he was like a big brother to me. And he was telling me, Greg, keep going. You know, you're on something good. And I was full, I just started as a personal trainer. And uh, he basically, he hired me. And, uh, you know, we, we became super good friends and he told me like, Greg, you don't, you don't even know how much potential you have. You don't know how smart you are. He, he saw something in me, you know, and, um, unfortunately Jason had his own demons and he ha he came from a hard place and, um, he, he basically, he committed suicide, you know? So I, I lost this friend, but just the base, the fact that this person saw something in me and kind of just gave me a tap on the back was was so powerful. So I, I'm very grateful to this person. And as much as it hurt really bad when this person basically, you know, uh, fell off the deep end, he had still touched my soul. You know, he had touched my heart. So um, I have a profound gratitude for this person. And um, yeah, I hope that wherever he is right now, he's in a good place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, uh, he's listening to this uh, in some way. And uh, I, I can say, Greg, that he's living through you right now. Like in some way, the best of him is living through you. And I think this is... An important thing to realize, anybody who has mentors, who has good, who have good friends, who pass away or just disappear in their life and you don't no longer have contact with them, it doesn't mean that it was useless. All those relationships, they, they serve the purpose and <clears throat> you become a stronger person. You become this next version. And now when you feel that this is, this is in yourself, guess what? It's your turn to then go and meet other people, maybe the next generations, those young ones who wants to change the world. Like I'm doing now, like when we do it with coaching, this is exactly it. We just want to make people realize that the seed of, of greatness is inside themselves. It's not outside. It's always start with asking the right questions and finding what is really important for them. And then from this place, oh my God, the tree will grow it will grow. It might take time, like the bamboo tree who takes many years under the ground. And then after, I think, five or six years, he grows 80 feet in a year. Well, I can relate to this story. And I, I think my parents will relate to this too. You heard me say this example many times. But when you have this deep inner growth, sometimes you don't see anything outside of yourself. You don't see, what, what the hell am I doing this? It's not worth it. I want to quit. But one day... This opportunity will meet preparation and that will change everything. So true, my friend. <sighs> Wise yeah. words. Yeah, that, absolutely. <laughs> that you, you need to get the, the roots in the ground and uh, give yourself a chance. 100%. And is there a time maybe that exactly you were not grounded like you you were trying to reach very high you were trying to have those those big branches like touching the sky but you had no foundation you had no grounding power and that led to your uh to a miss to a failure maybe if you have an example of that other than your scooter accident <laughs> yes yes uh well so many times i think you you get ahead of yourself and um you you are in La La Land, but what would be a concrete example? You know, recently I had a, I got a new car. You you touched on it earlier. I I decided to spoil myself, and uh, you know somebody ran into me, and uh, it's just an example of instead of saying oh it's not my fault. Well, you know, 
maybe maybe I was, should have not been going as fast, mm-hmm. even if that person ran a red light. You know, um, this is one, you know, of many examples of uh, sometimes, yeah, life just finds weird ways of showing you these lessons, but you need to be attentive. You need to be on the lookout for this, these messages that you, your people will send to you. Um, and how can I say this? I don't know. Maybe you have a, a, a an example that you would like to share. Of, yeah. Uh, okay. Good example. Uh, how? Okay. There I have it. So. Back in 2017, 17 or 16, give me a second. Back in, yo, so back in 2017, let's talk about this. So as I said earlier, I was doing martial arts. Um, and this, that summer, I was convinced that I was ready to have my first fight soon. I was so um, certain that, oh, I've been training like for a couple months. I'm I'm coming six times uh, six times a week, and then all of a sudden there was this Wednesday uh, sparring session, and I said, "Oh, I think these guys are more advanced than me, but I will go anyway." In some way, my intuition was telling me not to go, and then it, it's too advanced. It might be dangerous. Don't do it. But I didn't listen to this inner voice. Turns out, I go there and. Not even, I don't know, 10 minutes into the sparring session, I unfortunately uh, get knocked out from an accident. It was not intentional, but I received a punch in the eye and I fell on the ground. From this moment, I was like, okay, so this means I will not fight anytime soon. And actually, I will not fight ever in my case now in hindsight, because it took me four months to recoup from this injury uh, to have with these concussion symptoms. And um, now I'm grateful as hell that this opportunity happened to me because if it was not for this... You wouldn't be where you are right now. My friend, this concussion bring me not only to start my language business, so I'm teaching languages, but I start to uh, learn Russian, meet other people, and then from this website, I met my fiancé. So... And now it's, it's, what, it's maybe one year after. I'm in a different country with the woman of my life, teaching and coaching. And I'm grateful for martial art for this. But if it was not for that, I would maybe just still chase that dream of like, I want to be a fighter, even though it's not me. And now, of course, I can still enjoy MMA. And I have many friends who do it uh, in Quebec. And I, I shout out to them. But um, yeah, this, this path was for me very unique. I, I grown a lot from that. But it's not for everybody. You play with your health. You have to be careful. And even if, you, if you're careful, you never know what's going to happen. So if life throws you something in the face, don't be stupid. Take the time to sit down, go inside, be in the dark, and see what's going on. And if you're afraid of that, great. Maybe I can help you. Maybe somebody else can help you. But there's, there's definitely wisdom in this darkness. Wise word, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It, I can definitely relate. You know, back in my MMA days, uh, I was also partying. And I won my first fight. And uh, that, that was a very, very intense, moment of of all this hard work put into uh this one moment where you you're on top you know yeah and uh after that i was um not very responsible in the sense i was partying with my friends and overconfident and then three months later i invited all my family to come and see me fight and uh i got beat you know i uh got ahead of myself and uh yeah i got choked out you know and uh, i was very close to puking all over the place because i hadn't trained as hard as i should have <laughs> you know it was uh it, 
it, it could have been even worse, you know. So you, you, I think you can be grateful even even in these humbling situations. But uh, fighting is definitely one way to find out who you are. Yeah. And uh, it's gonna put you in confronting situations, and you 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 must learn and overcome, and um, it's going it's going to show you the beauty in life. Uh-huh. So I think when you get hit in the in the face, then you start looking a, a little bit more clearly. Sharpens you. Yeah. You start to see uh, different facets and what's going on, and uh, mm, that's that's very nice. So, is there a different, uh, maybe another situation that you didn't see all aspects of it? Maybe you just you only saw one thing, and you were so focused on that that you you missed important details on the side. Uh, if you have something that's coming up, great. Otherwise, it's it's not so bad either. <laughs> well, it's hard for me to find concrete examples. I have sometimes. It's, anyways, uh, I think just maybe in relationships, when you yeah, take relationships, relationships for granted, uh-huh. you know, um, a lot of times friendships or intimate relationships, you take people for granted. And mm-hmm. then um, you do dumb shit. And uh, if you spend more time thinking about others' perspectives, then these kind of situations aren't as likely to show up. You know, just being a caring individual. Um, taking things for granted is definitely, um, once again... Slippery slope. Yeah. And, Would uh, you? Uh, okay, go ahead. I think you just need to t- take time to let people know uh, how you truly feel. I don't know that that you're happy they're around you. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a that's a great point. So, uh, something I want to talk about is for especially for men. I think it, this might be more difficult to develop this emotional intelligence, this emotional awareness, and not be afraid to say how you feel, uh, no matter if, uh, well, if you date many partners or one partner, sometimes there's this tendency of just creating this wall, creating this uh, this detachment. And of course, it's, a, it's an escapism. It's a way to protect yourself. Uh, maybe you have dealt with this in the past, maybe not. Uh, but I think maybe we could talk a bit about that. So... How, as a man, especially, I think it's more difficult for men to be open on that. How is it possible for men to show their true self, to show their emotions without thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a pussy. Oh, I'm, a, uh, I'm so sensitive. It's not good. Like, how can we find balance in that, in your opinion? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. And I can definitely relate um i think for a long time i was an arrogant jerk and uh <laughs> you know <laughs> just the honest I, truth it's okay yeah I, i was you know more focused on myself than on others so i i think i i definitely my relationship suffered through that and uh so you ha- you need to understand that if you're gonna be in your ego and uh you know more focused on uh validating yourself uh you're not gonna have anything really real you know you're gonna be in superficial la la land mm-hmm. uh you know mentally masturbating uh, that's yeah. the way i would put it you know yeah uh don't be that guy you know just <laughs> there's not much in it it's quite shallow <laughs> <There's> you the- <laughs> know it's, it's, To each his own, I guess. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a fake piece of shit, you're a fake piece of shit. And you need to really <laughs> dig deep and fucking get to know yourself and get to know others. And uh, if you're too busy looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you're the shit, well, guess what? You're not. You know? <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> some people, 
Yeah. So being, it just comes back to what I was saying when we started the podcast, be honest with yourself, you know, try to accept things as they really are. And this is the way, in my opinion, you're going to be able to live life to the fullest Hmm. is accepting the whole spectrum of emotion is, is the way to really live life, you know, not just react to it, but get your ego out of the way and accept that there, there is, you know, power through this, this raw emotion of, of yeah. living life, being connected to what's going on, going on. And it's tricky when you're a young man because I think you feel this pressure to um, act a certain way and be tough yeah. and be this and that, but it's it's a pitfall because mm-hmm. um, you're not living, you're reacting. And, Ooh, uh, that's, that's awesome. That's a great quote, yeah. Yeah, if you're in reaction mode, well, listen, you're not in control in actuality. You might think you are, but you're not. You're mm-hmm. just reacting to your environment. I think uh, something um, very important also is when you feel those emotions, like it's obvious it serves something. It's, it's there for a reason. And I, I'm actually, I was listening to this this morning. That's great uh, synchronicity. The upside of your dark side, I think. Yes, it's, it's, uh, I, really, uh, I listen in audiobook right now and it's explaining how all those anxiety, depression, Anger, frustration, resentment, uh, regret, guilt, all of those feelings, it all serve a purpose, a reason. And it's, it's actually very interesting to see what's under them. And I think this is absolutely counterintuitive for 99% of the population. I think that will change over time. We have a lot of work to do on that. But um, being able to express that and not trying to repress it because repressing it will just make things worse. It will just accumulate and then it will pop up sometimes in a different way, in a worse way. Um, So yeah, learn to observe yourself. Take that moment of silence. Realize, okay, maybe I miss this girl. I miss this person. Okay. And guess what? If you speak about it to somebody, the right people will stay. The right friend, the right girlfriend, boyfriend, family members, of course, it's more permanent, but some people have new families. And uh, yeah, the right people will stay. So don't stop trying to impress everybody. It's not realistic. It's not sustainable. And when you can just be yourself in this moment of vulnerability, that's where your strength finally starts to show up. And I think that's when you become inspiring to others because you're doing something different. Your true strength, you know? Not just appearance, not just a mask, but something that is fundamentally true to who you really are. Definitely. Wow. Greg, this is, for me, I think it's a great conclusion. Uh, I would like, uh, so if you could give me, well, give to people listening uh, your website, how they can connect with you if they're interested in Instagram, your Facebook. So how can they connect with you if they want to learn more about you or just share something that your story touched them or whatever? Greg, G-R-E-G, Grot, G-R-O-P-P. So right now it's Facebook and Instagram. And um, website or landing page is coming soon. It's definitely part of my goals to uh, get you done this year for sure. And I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity of doing this podcast, this first uh, episode. It's yeah. an honor to me. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank we will you have you again. We will have having you again. the courage. Yeah. Yeah. Start this stuff. It's a, I, I have much respect. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. So this is a real honor for me too. And uh, I'm pretty sure over time we'll, meet, uh, we'll have other uh, different episodes because I know people like you, we like to speak, we have things to share, we have experiences we want to uh, express to the world. So 
This is your brother's podcast first episode. It was my pleasure. Uh, I'm Anthony Rivet, website anthonyrivet.com and uh, Facebook page, your brother's podcast. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, and see you on the second episode with a new guest. Okay, bye-bye.